Hey everyone, welcome to episode one of Isn't It Past Your Bedtime? So excited to be here. I'm Krista. And I'm Rachel. Uh, can't wait to be recording this bi-weekly podcast with uh, my best friend. I mean, it doesn't get really much better than that, does it? I know. I'm excited. Very selfish reason. I get to hang out with you. I get to read books for a cause now, too. Not just reading for the sake of reading, even though there's nothing wrong with that at all, obviously. But... And other people get to tell us what to read next, which is amazing because I don't have time to look up more books. Yeah. And also I'm Try way too... new. Yeah. And I'm not going to go ask a librarian because that's scary. They're very I smart talk people. To people. I don't go No, to I just want to read my book. I do go to the library because I'm cheap, but I don't want to, I don't want to interact with people while I'm there. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, I order from the library online and like download their eBooks, mm. but as far as like actually going to the library, it sounds like effort. Oh, the library is four blocks from my work, so That's I go, I put my, you. <laughs> put my book on hold, I'm in and out, I can park in the 10-minute book return, even though I'm not returning books, but who needs 10 minutes to return a book, if I'm being honest, right? But It's like a three-second job, you just like drop it in a little slot and like, yeah, out. but I can definitely browse my books in 10 minutes. So. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So Rachel, what were you reading last night? Well, I have been reading Truly Devious by Maureen Johnson, which is like a young adult teen whodunit kind of book, which is, you know, my go-to genre, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) What else is new? Um, I've been reading it like on the train when I commute, which is great because I get to read for like a half hour every day. And it's a really interesting one. Um, So basically like this young teen girl who wants to be a detective which i think we can relate with watch way too much <laughs> investigation discovery goes you to definitely this, know like, who figured it who did it yeah right well i, I mean honestly i don't know who done it yet like Ooh. i still have like a mm, like 75 pages left in this book and like i know it's a pretty good book because i honestly have no idea who done it like i don't even have That's any good like solid guesses yeah, because like, it got to a point for a while where I feel like I was guessing the who did it way too early into the book. And then I was always right, which is very disappointing. Right. Right. And I totally don't feel like that with this one. So, like, basically, she goes to this school for, like, prodigies and her, like, skill or whatever is that she wants to be a detective. And, like, she's just very, like, intuitive. So she doesn't really have a skill, but that's a skill. You know what I mean? Um, and the school had a couple murders back in, like, the 40s that had never been solved. So the guy who founded the school, who was, like, really rich and everyone goes here for free or whatever, if you're hand-selected as a special child, um, his daughter and his wife, like, disappear. Like, oh. they get this, like, ransom note and they, like, try to pay the money to get them back and they're never returned to them. And the wife's body is found, but the daughter's body is never found. And so oh. he, like, holds out hope that, like, she's going to come back or something. So there's, like, still, like, a trust in place. And they do, like, events at the school that are, like, in her honor and, like, all of her toys are preserved. And there's, like, specific instructions in case she ever returns because her body was never found, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, the guy who founded the school is like really big on riddles and games, I guess. And he used to have like a riddle that he would like make every day for like the students to solve and like that kind of stuff. And when his daughter and wife went missing, they got like this like riddle letter. Hmm. So it's just like, okay, so is he involved somehow? But that doesn't make sense because he's dead now. But now like students in nowadays, which is like what, what, 60, 70 years later or whatever. Mm-hmm. Long, it's been a long time. 
Yeah. It's been a long time. I could be wrong on the timeline here. Nobody quote me on this, but <laughs> it was a while ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's just like, how is this happening? Cause somebody like some other student like died recently and they were just like, Oh, is it an accident or is it related? And this girl is just like, am I just like thinking too much about this and like digging too in- far into this? Cause this is like my hobby or like, am I onto something? So I really don't know. I really don't know yet who done it. Oh, so it's very interesting. And the yeah. author is like really, um, like the imagery is really good, which I thought was really cool. Like, really really descriptive hold on I have the book right here I like there's just like one part that felt like super fall and I knew that you would appreciate it it was just like I can totally like feel myself being in this location right now watching not the be weather able that it is today of like all gray and kind of cold for July it's kind of the perfect weather for it though like this book yeah. because it's kind of got like that like cozy mystery kind of feel especially considering how descriptive this lady is uh It was a perfect night to go underground. There was more scurrying in the bushes, more drama in the dark treetops, more wind. The air was thick with the fecund smell of early dropping leaves and the fragrant decay of layers of undergrowth. Everything was alive or vocal in its demise. See what I mean? Like, that's like... Ah, Oh, you can totally picture it. Yeah. Like, heavy. Yeah. Like, I definitely can, like, completely picture where they're at right now. Right, exactly. And, like, it totally is, like... I know exactly what that feels like, like walking through yeah. fall leaves. Like it's totally mm-hmm. legit. So I just, I, I really like the feel of this book and the fact that I don't know who done it. So, you know, it's mm-hmm. just kind of a win-win for me as far as like, it was a good pick, but now I'm kind of like, I stopped reading it on the commute because I just really want to know who did it. <laughs> so I'm just hoping to get through it this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. All right. How about you? What you read in? So I'm reading Lock Every Door by Riley Seeger. Sager, I'm not really sure. S A G E R. He's the one who did. Yeah, I, don't, I have no idea. I should have asked Google. Oh well. He's the one who did Final Girls, which is completely amazing. And anyone who hasn't read it absolutely needs to. It has all kinds of twists. And there's multiple times where I was like, oh, it's obviously this person. Nope, wrong. Well, fine. Then what about this one? Nope, wrong. It was just super good. And then he also did The Last Time I Lied, which was also amazing. And so I saw this one pop up on Monday, so two days ago now. It, like, popped up as an ad, and it was like, hey, it's going to be released on July 2nd. And I was like, I need it. I need it now. Immediately. That's the one that I'm reading. <laughs> yeah. I rarely ever do, like, same-day releases. I don't even do that for Harry Potter. <gasps> I don't know. I'm a very, Blasphemy. I'm a very bad fan. So I actually had to do it on my tablet. I had to get the Kindle edition because I was like, I need this book now. I cannot wait for Amazon to deliver it because I want to start reading it on my lunch break. So I've had this book for like a day and a half. And I think I'm a third of the way through it now, according to the book, according to Kindle. That's pretty good. How long is it? Um, Oh, I have no idea. Oh, because it's percentages. Yeah. It's just like a percentage that tells you like how far into it you are. Downside of Kindle. Yeah, seriously. You can't, like, you don't get to, like, physically see how much longer you have. A third of the way. Got it. Yeah, about a third. So, it's about the main character. Her name is Jules. It's not a nickname. That's her real name. And she, super sucky. So, she gets let go from her job, loses her job with, like, along with, like, 10% of her coworkers, comes home early to find her boyfriend, live-in boyfriend, cheating on her. So, she kicks Mm -hmm. him out. Or she says, get out. I'm going to pack up. I'm going to be gone in the morning. And so, like, all in one day, life just totally changes. 
And so she has no job, no place to live, like sleep on her buddy's couch. And she's looking for a job, obviously, as you do. And she finds one for an apartment sitter. And it's at the Bartholomew, which is like some really fancy building in Manhattan in New York. Sounds fancy. Yeah, it's very fancy. So she goes to this job interview to be an apartment sitter. Um, and then when she figures out the pay, it's $12,000 for the three months that she's there. Oh, so my goodness. $1,000 a week to just live at this apartment and just follow some like, I mean, I guess they're fairly strict rules. So one of them is there's no visitors ever. No boyfriends, no one night stands, no best friends. No one can come over. Well, they say it's because of the all the other people that actually live there that are all rich and famous and want their privacy. So you know, really, for three months, That's it's not the fair. end of the world. Yeah, give me a homebody for three months. Just order a lot yeah. of Chinese food. Like, yeah, be fine. And then one of the other ones is you have to be at the apartment every night, which makes sense, right? That's what you're getting paid to do is to apartment, apartment sit. Sit. So actually, sit at the apartment during the nighttime. Um. You can leave at any point in time. That's fair. Yeah. So ends up meeting another apartment sitter. Um, and then she'd already been there for two weeks out of her 12 weeks. Um, but she ended up telling Jules, Bartholomew was kind of starting to freak her out. It was like, oh, this is supposed to be cursed. The whole building is supposed to be cursed. There's been a lot of deaths. The builder killed himself, like jumped off like the building like right after it was mm. built. All these things. And that there's gargoyles. Shit. All over the place, which I personally love gargoyles. They're there to protect you, but apparently gargoyles freaks people out. But so Ingrid, who is the other apartment sitter, tells Jules this. And then that's like mid-afternoon that night at 1 a.m. Here's a scream coming because Ingrid lives right below her. And so then she runs downstairs and knocks on the door and is like, hey, I heard a scream. Ingrid's like, no, I'm fine. Nothing's Mm. wrong. Don't worry about anything. And then the next morning, Ingrid's gone. Yeah, and the lady, yeah, the lady who hired Jules, who was like in charge of all the apartment sitters, she was basically like the HR department for the apartment sitters. It's like I don't know, she just up and left. She just like left her keys in the middle of the foyer, and just like no, it's totally fine. So Jules starts to investigate, which is pretty much kind of where I'm at. She's starting her investigation. She's trying to figure out like what the heck happened to this girl, because her sister disappeared six years ago. Jules' sister or Ingrid's Jules, sister? Jules' okay. sister. Oh. Yeah. And he kind of reminded her of And so Jules is, I think she's trying to be like, well, I couldn't save my sister, figure out what happened there. But maybe. But yeah, it's super good. And yeah, definitely kind of like a paranormal maybe. Or maybe not. It could just be like your generic murderer. Or maybe could just be your everyday crazy famous person. Yeah, exactly. But I'm super excited. I mean, I've read, so I've read on my lunch break, and I read last night, like, a third of the way through the book. Like, I will probably definitely finish this book by this weekend, so. Yeah, it sounds really tomorrow good. Tomorrow's the holiday. The 4th of July for all of our listeners wondering what the heck we're talking about. Yeah, seriously, though. Um, no, that sounds like such a good book. I'm going to have to add it to my list, too. What did you say that one was called again? Lock Every Door. Lock Every Door. Yeah. Spot on. That's awesome. Mm, yeah, it's really good. And I really I like it. We both had mysteries. So it, I know. And his writing style like jumps from past to pe- past present. And I really like books that do that too. Because the present is also very, here's this tiny little thing. And now we're going to take you back however many days, weeks, whatever it is. 
Mm. Yeah, mine did that too. It bounced back and forth. Like it gave some like, here's what was happening in the past. It did like the FBI interviews from like the previous like murder and kidnapping and stuff. And then like it would jump to like what's currently happening. So I like the kind of like you get to see what's going on like in tandem instead of it just like explaining like in a very short blurb at the beginning like what happened in the past because Mm -hmm. usually that's not enough detail like especially when it's like a mystery book like I need more information about what happened Mm -hmm. to put the pieces together forget too right like by the time it's important because you're halfway through the book you're like I don't remember what happened in the prologue what was in those Uh, first two pages yeah so I really want to go back and read them so I feel about like family trees or any book that has a map I'm mm. like, oh, you put the map in the beginning of this book? I don't know if I'm going to like this. <laughs> oh, crap. I can see that the front cover is thick. It's going to fold out. I don't want yeah, anything yeah. to do with it. Oh, look. Oh, it's a three-folder. Oh, no. I will just hang this up and always have it out to reference while reading. Ones that have, like, postcards in them. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was, like, much bigger when we were younger. <laughs> That's true. I think it stopped being a thing, but it doesn't yeah, really just, work. Like, yeah. It doesn't work with, like, a Kindle book or something on a Nook. No, they can't really like book it ads on your Kindle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, awesome. I can't wait to uh, talk about our next books next week. I'm really looking forward to it. We've got our Christmas in July coming up because we're, ju- we're jumping on the bandwagon. Because I can awesome. never wait to read holiday books. So why the heck wouldn't I read them yeah. in the summer? Yeah. And there's not very many like summer holidays that get books. I mean, you have your beach reads. Which, I mean, like, oh, we'll have to do a beach read. We're going to have to do a beach read, yes. Yeah, like Christmas in July has to come first. Romance beach read. Yes. Heck, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Christmas in July first. Yes. For sure, because I've already got my book, so there's no going back on this one. <laughs> yeah, I do, too. I've actually had this book for, I think, two years now. I bought it because Christmas, romance, love novels that you totally know what's going to happen. Ooh, picked a romancy one. Yeah, I think it's romance. It's called Trading a Christmas. And I think basically mm-hmm. the gist is that these like two random women trade like their lives for the Christmas season and like go visit each other's houses and stay there instead. And I'm sure they're each going to fall in love or find peace or something sure it's wonderful. It's a Hallmark it's... movie. Oh, probably. Yeah. Oh, something's in Leavenworth. Oh, that's where we are. Close ish. Really. Ish. <laughs> I think mine's mystery again, but it's still Christmas, so it counts. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us for episode one of What You're Reading, and we will see you in two Tuesdays to talk about Christmas in July. Yeah. If you liked it, rate, review, let us know. You can reach out on Twitter and Instagram. And yeah, all of our music was brought to you by Purple Planet Music. And we use Zapsplat for our sound effects. Bye, guys. Bye.